Full Serena is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World of Extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four on every pay-per-view special and now ECW on 10 and in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Hey, yo. Um, yeah, it's sad news this week with the passing of Scott Hall. Um who will be by the time we finished an ECW alumni. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just, I mean, the, the outpouring of, of love for the man, the outpouring of respect for the man, the amount of, you know, nods that maybe you don't notice in other wrestlers and other performances that, that have been called out over the last week. Um, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been heartwarming to see, um, even if it's kind of come from a place of sadness, but uh, yeah. And, and his influence is, is through ECW. When you look at just incredible and, you know, the, some of the other wrestlers, you can see the, uh, the, the impact of Scott Hall and the click, you know, if, if there wasn't Scott Hall, there wouldn't be just incredible as he points out. Um, there was a great story that just incredible shared on his, or PJ Polacco now shared on his um, uh, Twitter. Um, uh, from his book where he was talking about how Scott Hall came up and asked who he was riding with. And at that time he was riding with um, the office, basically chief J Strongbow and uh, Pat Patterson and whoever else. Um, and he said, no, fuck no. People think you're a stooge. You're riding with us. And that's how he, he got into the click. And that's, that's, you know, what became the energy that we saw in just incredible. Um, so yeah, just, uh, just wanted to give our little shout out and love for uh, Scott Hall and everything he meant. Yeah, no, well said, and and basically well deserved. He was a megastar. And you, you kind of forget. You look back, and it's kind of refreshing. You look back at some of the matches and some of the things, and obviously, you know, stripping away even the NWO stuff and how massive that was. Just his, you know, first, you know, his Razor run and all that. You know, obviously the ladder match. Yeah, Brett, I mean, Brett would, 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 would Stairway to Hell ladder matches and things have happened in the same sort of way in ECW if they hadn't already kind of had that door opening with WWF and, and you know, the first ladder match on American TV? The thing, obviously, the NWO helped lead to your DXs and your bullet clubs and pretty much every stable. Yep. After and that, so um, the yeah, cool no, massive, yeah. You know, we, I mean, Ash Nash were one of the first Cool Hill kind of groups. Yeah, um, you know, really kind of illuminated the business in so many ways. You know, us us knowing things like you know, um, favored nation contracts and all the rest of it. You know, it's all it's all. Uh, it's all comes out of them and, and what they started and them really kind of opening up. And, you know, ECW obviously influenced a lot of that as well. Um, it was a perfect storm. You know, the WCW kind of emulated what ECW had and then lifted it, uh, did it on a larger scale. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And it will be interesting to see whether we, I think it's November this in 2000 that he makes his, um, ECW run. 
Yeah, a little match with Big Sal and Just Incredible, I believe, isn't it? So, him and Jerry Lynn, I think, versus Just Incredible and someone. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I think he did like a weekend. I think he did like um, sort of three three shows maybe or something. But yeah, but, for um, running to, to New Japan and, and working with some of the the names over there. Tanahashi had a great little nod to him over the weekend. Um, so yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, this week we're looking at episode 29 of ECW TNN, March the 10th, and episode 359 of Hardcore TV, March 11th, both in 2000. Um, their time, their, their era, just 48 hours away from the pay-per-view. Yes. Our sort of world next week. The, yeah, yes. Um <laughs> I, it fascinates me that your shows are on a Friday and Saturday and then your pay-per-views on a Sunday. It just feels so suddenly intense. That and the, the fact that your show is 48 hours away and I don't think I actually know one match that's on there. You do by the end. You do by the end. Yeah, but still, it shouldn't be go-home show. Oh, let's announce the card. But then again, this was always part of the ECW. No, but we had we had at least two matches we knew about. It's never been yeah. as rough as oh, but RVD's injured, therefore let's just fucking give up on the whole card. Yeah, and I mean it's it's very strange because you know RVD being injured obviously throws a lot into disarray. But you've had, you know six weeks, a month, two months to sort out a championship match for your champion, at least, for your for your heavyweight champion. Well, that's it. I mean, apart from... Pivot to, isn't it? Apart from fighting Spike Dudley to justify a different emotion you got towards him at the time, I, I don't know really, you know, what awesome sort of doing. And, you know, New Jack and the Baldies have all disappeared off the radar for well they they we'll, we'll talk about them they they pop back up on um uh on uh, hardcore tv yeah but again like i said 24 hours before the pay per view yes so it's all yeah. a bit but like i said we'll get into it all We've got enough to discuss a good a good amount we have that's true um so yeah, kicking off on ECWTN in episode 29, March the 10th, 2000, kicks off with Joe and Joey uh, talking in the ECW arena, how they're just 48 hours away from the pay-per-view. Um, do the usual kind of spill within reason. Cyrus comes out and said that he's fed up with this and basically he wants the TV title for speeding through it. Yeah, um... Uh, Joel Gertner suggests that he's slept with Cyrus's mum. Um, Joey Styles stands up to the network, and none of that actually matters because it just continues as is. Um, and uh, Cyrus is going to cancel. So if there is no champion, um, and this is because um, Heyman refuses to strip RVD. Uh, but he's done the letters, he's done the faxes, because it's you know, year 2000. 
Um, he's done the telegrams and uh, because there is no response, he is going to cancel um, ECW on TNN, uh, replacing it with, I think he said, extreme shuffleboarding or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, because he's, he's, he's got to the end of his tether with it. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a, it's a solid enough angle. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with it. I, I kind of get... I don't like it when it folds out into hardcore TV because it's slightly harder to justify. But I do kind of like the fact that, you know, network guy saying, I want this, it's a TV belt, I want it on my TV. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I still think it's, it's incredibly. Uh, I was going to say brave, but we know with history that it was stupid. Um, that they were, they seemed to be, goading and picking a fight with the network. Um, a lot of art imitating life with, what seems to be some of the conversations, um, but you know, as a storyline. It does make sense, you know. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I've I've asked nicely, I've told, I've demanded, and if I'm not getting it, then I'm going to do what's within my power, which is to to cancel the show. Okay, so basically, this does bring out um, Bill Alfonso and RVD. Um, I think RVD. Cuts a really solid promo. I just come out with um, Scotty Anton. Yes. An American male himself. American male and Tommy Dreamer said he was going to be American male at one point, didn't he? So, could have had tag team partners right there. But, um, you yeah, know, Scotty Anton comes out of RVD. RVD basically cuts a, a really decent promo. Um, Scotty was the first person to sort of call him when he's hurt himself. And, um, basically did sort of relinquish the title but kept, cut a pretty direct promo saying good luck finding a man to fill the shoes that he's done and the standard that he's set and it was it was it was solid I mean you know he's he was only a little bit away from being champion for two years so obviously they, they stripped him just before he got that but it's, I know they were, it's kind of hard isn't it because they're in a situation because what do they really do can't just leave him as champion just to get the two years of him not being able to defend it. No, I mean you've already had it inactive for best part of a month at this point. Yeah, um, I think maybe even longer, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it it's it's um it needs to be on, it needs to be defended. Um it does make sense that you need to kind of work through and, and do it. Um, it feels like they've taken a long time to find out and, and plot out how they're going to, to, to fill it and move it forward. Um, I don't know whether there maybe was a scan or something they were waiting on. They were hoping it was going to be better news. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it, it makes sense. And, and RVD being RVD right up to the end. You know, this is this is my belt, and you know, good luck, and tell them when as soon as I'm back, I'm coming for it. Um, you know, it's 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 very him. It's it's uh, it keeps everyone quite strong through it. Um, and this is Scotty Anton's first 
uh, appearance since leaving WCW and uh, his run of Scotty Riggs. Um, uh, and after he was an American male, he was a flock member. He was. Uh, with um, Raymond. So, uh, interesting. Ties all over the place. I wonder if that will come into play. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. Um, yeah, so we get that. So basically, he does hand in the belt. Rhino sort of ends up getting them in the ring. Sort of, um, Cyrus goes to Paramount say, Heyman, I'm not just going to gift him this belt, he's going to win it fair. Sort of, Heyman send someone out or something, yeah. So, um, Scott, um, Cyrus and Fonzie get into it, and it looks yeah. like they're going to have a fight, and uh, then, um, uh, Rhino just scores the absolute living who out of or Bill Alfonso. Um, uh, Rob Van Dam desperately trying to get at Rhino. Uh, Scotty Anton getting involved, holding him back, uh, trying to defend him, um, which was cool. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah, I'm not just going to put the belt on Rhino. Uh, so send your, your best, best hope out. Who answers yeah. the call for ECW? Of course it does. Is it Tommy yeah. Dreamer? <laughs> Is it Tanaka? Is it the returning Sabu? Is it the Dups? <laughs> Finished business, all of them. Exactly. Now we get um, Mr. Reliable, Spike Dad. Now, apparently, Spike Dudley has beaten everybody, which is why he's their go-to. Um, has he actually beaten Mike Awesome yet? No. The closest he came was he downed Mike Awesome after a run-in after a match. Yeah. That was the closest where he looked like he had the upper hand. Which was the, um, you know, I'm the, the true giant promo. Yeah. Um, he ran out because he took offence. Not anything to do with the championship. He took offence that this guy claimed to be a giant. Um, yeah, well, no, that, that's, that's apparently not true because he's beaten everybody. I don't think he's actually beaten Rhino either. But he's beaten... Everybody, um, he beat his brothers so bad they had to leave. Yeah, I mean that's fairly revisionist. I don't think. I mean, I, I well, I was going to say I don't think he he won as many times as they beat him, but that's not how ECW feuds work. So I'll I'll, I'll be quiet. Or you could argue the fact that his brothers literally beat him that night to win the tag team titles. Yeah, but that that the feud was already finished at that point. <laughs> they they'd won the big one. Anything okay. after that it doesn't matter. I just say because you know if, if you beat someone out, surely you could sort of be getting the last win would be no beating them. No, you you get the win that's declared as the one that matters. That's right. Just like how Sabu beat Taz, just like how Grim beat Raven. Beating the WWE title, like, don't you know? 
how how um, uh, Jazz and Simon Diamond settled it. Yeah. Jerry Lynn and, and Justin Credible said it this way. You know, it's it's always been. It's consistent. The warm-ups don't matter. There's one match that matters. Makes sense. So, um, yeah, Rhino wins. He advances. Because it's a tournament now. Which tournament now, kind, of, the, kind yeah, of gets they, announced during rather than anything else. They basically announced that um, Rhino will go on to the next round of the tournament to face the Sandman, who won his match. Despite yes. not even knowing or even seeing the Sandman match yet. Or knowing who's in this tournament. Yeah. But yes, he will face the Sandman. Maybe. Potentially. So... We get that. I didn't mind it as an open segment goes. I thought it all kind of flowed pretty well and everything sort of led into the next. There wasn't any sort of cuts you sort of expect of ECW. It had a good um, good feel to it. But um, next up, we have the Impact players, so Lance Storm and Justin Credible versus Gato and Jada. Um, I say, this show was one of the ones that we got on Bravo over here. Mm. This I think this might have been when it picked up again. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember RVD throwing the belt down. Obviously, Rhino's fight, and this match was the main one, the old um, Impact Players one. Massively yes. remembered that match. So, um, yeah, we would have been seeing some of these at the time, which is cool. <clears throat> and with the Impact Players, I find this a little weird. You know, ignoring how good the match was and everything, I kind of find it weird that they're sort of out the shuffle and sort of playing, you know, facing sort of whoever's. Uh, well, I mean, so they explained that um, <coughs> the Impact players want their title back. Yeah. Um, and if they lose to uh, Gato and Jado here, um, then they'll go on to. Uh, living dangerously to face the two other teams, and the Impact players won't. Yeah. Uh, so there's 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 stakes that it's to do with the championship. Um. But yeah, it's it's strange that you know we've we've not really seen them against anyone. Um. And now they're getting tag team matches, and now they're getting the 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 shots and, and what they need to do. <clears throat> well, yeah, because you think Dora and Roadkill were lined up and lined up and lined up. And now they can be further away from anything as they are now. They're just nowhere near the title picture. But, yeah. Um, you know, I felt like Impact, they could have, obviously it's all like, you know, fancy booking 20 odd years later, it doesn't really matter. But I felt like looking at this, with the way Impact players' promos were working about them not seeing any real competition, they could have almost just faced talent from other companies like your New Japan's or, you know, Mexico or whatever and sort of had this sort of weird thing where they were seeking great competition from around the world because the ECW tag teams weren't up to scratch and got a couple of cheeky dream matches or whatever. I think it would have panned out quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you could have done something about them cleaning out the division, or or just not recognizing them as competition. 
So, you know, yeah. have to go elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no impact to be made against a team, you know, beating this team doesn't create any kind of impact at all. So why would we bother? Um, but such a good match. Yeah, it was an outstanding match. I mean, Lance Storm really sort of got into his own with this and I was just incredible was was great as well. But um, yeah, all of them really, really was a good match. I mean, no surprise that obviously the Impact players picked up the win. It would be silly to derail them and make them lose again just because, <clears throat> you know, their team was in for the weekend. But um, yeah. yeah, great match. Um, after that, we had more tag team action. We had Tommy Dreamer and Masafi Tanaka, the newly crowned tag team champions, defending their tag team titles against um, Raven and Mike Olsen. Yes. So these are the other two teams that are going into the triple threat. Uh, why are these teams going into the triple threat? Just because. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Seems to be the the, the theme here, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know two of the biggest feuds in ECW history combined, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's two slightly stranger tag teams, but it, it sort of works in in the sense that again, it's just. It's just weird because he kind of plugged Awesome out of everything to get him involved in this. Yeah. Um, you two marquee matches instead you sort of just got one. Yeah. Um, and and you do get two Mike Awesome card matches on the card. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, a little bit of a weirdness. Um, I don't know why you've had to flip-flop the championships here. I think you could have got away quite comfortably. You know, the only thing you get out of this, really, is spoilers, impact players being two-time tag champs. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think that really makes much of a difference. So why you had to give everyone a turn um, in the space of a two-week period. I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, it, you know, yeah, everyone's dangerous, I guess. Everyone's competition, I guess. Um, everyone's championship calibre, I guess. Yeah. Um, Tanaka looked like it almost felt like it's two against one at the end. Tanaka was doing really well, kind of holding his own with a couple of roaring elbows, knocking him down, and that. So a match that I thought I didn't know I wanted to see, but never really seen was um, Raven versus Masato Tanaka. Yeah, um, for me, Dreamer did feel kind of weirdly attached towards this. Yeah, it's what we said before, though. It's kind of there's so much talent where there is like some amazing feuds there if you want them but they just don't like Mike Awesome can only feud with Spike Dudley or Masato Tanaka yeah it's just like why but this whole sort of roster of people just get them involved but um, 
yeah, so fun match, but it did lead to new ECW taking champions, Raven and Mike Awesome picking up the win. Tommy Dreamer, King Madden was put through tables with power bombs. He loved it. And and uh, dropped toe holds to put his face through the edge of the table, which was a pretty cool visual. Yeah. But um yeah, solid. I thought it was yeah, solid match. I really enjoyed it. I thought that he loads better than I sort of mentally gave it credit for. I didn't think it would be that good, but um, I do think they pulled out a great little match here. Yeah, and I'd agree. Champions. I would agree. Um, right, so we've got new Taking Champions to end the show, and that now takes us over to ECW Hardcore TV episode 359, March 11th, 2000, just a mere 24 hours away from the pay-per-view. Obviously, living dangerously that we're reviewing next week. Um, it straightway jumps in as we join a match in progress as we have Little Guido versus Kid Cash in another quarterfinal for the TV tournament. What do you think about this bad boy? Didn't understand. I didn't understand. I, I got it's... more confused with things that happen as well in the next 24 hours, which yeah. helped me really not understand. They they have a lot of of ground to cover in um, in this uh, in this show in this forty one minutes, um, and they cover it, albeit maybe not well. Um, I I I don't understand the um, obsession they currently have with starting the show with a match mid progress. Uh, and it's not even mid, it's kind of like, you know, the last 30 seconds of the match. I don't quite understand the purpose of it. I don't understand it. it if it was of relevance. So during the last 30 seconds of seeing Awesome and Raven win the titles and just a little overdub saying, you won't believe what happened on TNN. Breaking news. Yeah. But you sort of do it like that, like they've, they've done in the past, but obviously just sorted a bit better. But um, yeah, when they're just showing sort of nothingness, it's kind of pointless just to get a TV title tournament going. Yeah. But we all know about brackets, it's not official. Um, yeah, shock victory. Guido does pick up the win in this. I found the win really, really strange. Um, I know Guido's obviously you know, super talented. And deserves everybody. I just didn't think this was the one, you know. The bit for me that's that's strange on this, knowing you know, with hindsight being twenty twenty, and knowing the results of shows that happened twenty years ago, um, Kid Cash loses the opportunity to be in a tournament for the TV championship, and therefore gets a shot at the heavyweight championship at the pay per view. Yep. But this is um, right. obviously doing what you're saying. It's just um, it, it makes no sense. You can't have these sort of completely out of sync kind of levels. You know, like he only scraped past Simon Diamond because Jazz helped him. And now obviously he's lost. And like you said, you're kind of sitting there thinking, how can you really justify anything with this guy? 
yeah. in a tournament that one you could put anyone in so if you wanted to protect him and two you could find a way to screw him if you wanted to later on yeah and uh, or, um, you know you can yeah as you said you know just just easiest way of not having losing the the quarterfinals of the TV tournament don't have him in the quarterfinals of a TV tournament that's it so um, yeah Guido wins he goes on marching on he then got a massive long recap of the RVD segment um, including Spike versus Rhino at the end the the bit that we didn't call out in the RVD promo which I thought was was funny and telling um was he he ranted he, he made a comment and uh, made some comments about um, uh, how many offers he'd been he'd received from elsewhere um, yeah. and he'd stayed loyal to to ECW and he explained that a lot of others had taken these <laughs> offers and some of them have had to come back to ECW um, and it's it, it just again kind of you know the the, the wording on it was interesting because it just again felt like it showed the feeling of the company when people came back which is kind of what we we've talked about before of like that that kind of um, punishment that people seem to be in when they come back maybe the exception of Raven yeah but not Raven. Who's kept off TV forever? Well, he had the belt, but he wasn't really highlighted in the promos, anything. And the problem is, it really is a cut off your nose, spot your face kind of situation with ECW here, because they're in a good, they're on a good enough network, a good enough thing. But if they'd actually kept these people playing, uh, fighting that, I mean, they really weren't a pretty good, strong thing. I mean, you know, you could have thrown, we said before, Raven could have walked straight into a world title picture. You could have. Or even had Dreamer pick up the world title, and have Raven chasing Dreamer to get the world title, which would have Raven cost story. it. You know, you've got this this beautiful moment where Dreamer's finally going to win the heavyweight championship, and who should steal that moment from him? Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a new twist to an old story where you could have made it another level. Sort of personal that, but yeah, they've they've chosen not to. And um, we got a Dusty Rhodes promo. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it just, it just felt nice seeing Dusty on like a ranch, and you felt like he didn't really have any, probably maybe a bullet point or something to get it across, but just let free just to have a little yeah. rant about Carino and that. It was just. It's just, yeah. Dream you're facing Steve Carino in the bull rope match on Sat on Sunday at Living Dangerously. Go. Um, I, I mean, instantly when we're on the raft on the ranch, I I loved it because I felt like we were back to um, Terry Funk, Terry Funk, and the old Double Cross yeah. Ranch, and the the llama and alpaca uh, conversations that we had uh, going on then. Um, Available in the archives, um, and then Dream just cuts just an amazing Dusty Rhodes promo. Gets over um, him, 
gets over the bull rope match, gets over the legacy of him and the bull rope match. You know, the lists the people who've tasted the steel bit. Um, uh, you know, Harley Race, Ric Flair, a Bunkhouse Buck, you know, down and down and down and down this list. Um, and automatically, by including Carino in this list of people, automatically legitimizes the king of old school because, you know, his name is now on the same list as Harley Race and Ric Flair and, you know, all of these great, 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 great wrestlers. Um, so, you know, fantastic. And, you know, just if, uh, if um, uh, you know, Jack Victory wants to get involved or Rhino wants to get involved, if they want to try and ride the lightning, then, you know, they can't just, yeah, you know, just brilliant Dusty all the way through. Just absolutely amazing. Not quite hard times, but it was a good promo all the same. It was easily his best um, ECW promo. At least so far. Yeah. Yeah, so far, yeah, that we've seen. Obviously the best time to get it in there just so close to the pay per view. Again, so that's one match we know. Being confirmed. Being confirmed. Uh so yeah, so it's again, probably the match where you and I are both to... looking forward to the most, to be honest. Oh, it's one of my favourite matches. I'm really looking forward to um going back and trying to talk about the Steve Carino promo about talking about the Steve Carino promo. I don't know. It goes up on Laurie Fullington, but yeah, we'll get to it. Are we going to talk about, when we talk about it, are we going to talk about the Cody Rhodes promo when we talk about the Steve Carino promo? I think we should. I think it's a good connection. I think we're, um, yeah. We'll Especially considering, back. you know, Cody Rhodes seems to be in the news for whatever reason at the moment. Yeah, that's what Cody's up to. I think someone made um, a video once basically playing them both together. Yeah. So I'll see if I can hunt that down and maybe share it on one of the pages. At, un- good... at underscore sports arena. I believe so, yeah. Um, next up, we had another TV title um, tournament quarterfinal match. Super Crazy versus C.W. Anderson. Honestly, I feel like we've seen this match three weeks in a row now. At least, yeah. Um, I know this is a television title tournament match. I know that these two work well together. But it does feel, bearing in mind, you know, what you're doing bearing in mind we all know where the outcome is going to be because you know we've 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 seen super crazy being built up as the 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 hope against rhino and the network um why 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 cw um you know why not anyone why not the other guy you know whose name i'm, I'm blanking on. Oh, beautiful bobby bill uh, bill um bill wilkes yeah. Like, yeah, um, you know him. You, he could be the other part of the tag team, and you can still have CW get involved for a spot. Um, but yeah, I, I know they work well together. But it's it's ECW one hundred and one, which is you know find a good pairing and then just ride it. Book it, book it, book it. But the annoying thing is, like this title tournament. I mean, we get it in the um, the main event. But it's such an easy way just to put random combinations against each other and test the waters. Yeah. I mean, you, you could have put crazy against, I don't know, Kid Cash. And they're both baby faces. But 
whatever, do you know what I mean? Or just against a slightly higher up or whoever. And it's just a way to just test matches that you, you know, haven't seen before. You know, you could have put them against Jack Victory and done a whole thing like around, you know, another member of the network being in there but getting knocked out first round. They could have done a few things, but um, yeah, again, not not crapping on the match. They they have great matches. Every match has been great. It is impressive. Um, just could have done with something a little bit different. Crazy did pick up the win, obviously, like you said. He's put that position that you can tell he's sort of um sort of the saviour of ECW in the sort of the tournament. But um yeah, it could have been someone else. Like you said, even um his tag team partner just would have made sense. But um still a great match and crazy oh, does win. And I know it would have been a little bit kind of, you know, faces versus faces and heels versus heels, but it's a tournament. Just, you know, random stuff happens. Swap Kid Cash and and CW Anderson. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just it just gives a chance, just to like say test the waters and do a new match that you might sort of haven't seen. You sort of got no reason to see apart from it's a random sort of tournament match. But um, yeah, so that happened, and then it led us to our main event, which is another quarterfinal match: um, Sandman versus Tajiri. Obviously, so before that, we, we, we did get a, a very quick return from break where uh, we joined uh, New Jack and Balls Mahoney versus the Baldies. Um, oh, yes, yes. And it turns out they're still fighting. <laughs> On with the show. Fight forever. Um, yes, we did get that. And then obviously, um, like I said, we did get... Sandman versus the jury. Obviously, they did ruin this on TNN because they already announced that the Sandman had won. But um, here we are. Which kind of defeats the the, the intrigue of um, if Tajiri wins, then he has to go up against his stablemate Rhino in the semifinals. But that's it, though. I mean, and obviously, you know, it's it thing, but it just kind of you think. Maybe you weren't expecting people to watch both, but then you could have just put brackets up and told us all, or but you just kind of sit and think you, you lost a lot. I mean, obviously, it's hard to say, you know, you're watching it 20 years later that you're annoyed that you already knew the outcome, but you know, we don't know who wins every match. We know, obviously, the overall thing, but it's still not cool when they tell you before you watch it, oh, heads up, Sandman wins this one. It's just, yeah. um, it would have been. Just, it was just, you, you know the match that you don't realise you're getting tomorrow night? Well, Sandman wins it. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't go into the pay-per-view going, oh, Rhino wins the TV title. It's the also your main event. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to spoil it, then, you know, give us the, the Guido versus Kid Cash treatment. <laughs> and Sandman's sort of first proper singles matching a little bit, you know? It's sort of it's nice that he had sort of a a, a main event and all that, but um, yeah, I mean these, these two were different. Like we said before, it, it's a great opportunity to have different matches. It was different. It was cool. I didn't realise these two had even really had a one on one, let alone a main event. Um, Sandman did end up picking up the win, as we know. He goes on, but um, yeah, it was a fun match. It was. It was. Um, uh, you know, a good little story between them. Um, 
would have been would have been slightly stronger if if you, know, you you could buy into the suspense of like you know oh it's backwards and forwards and who's going to win and blah 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 uh, without kind of knowing the outcome it kind of checks you out ever so slightly and also because like Tajiri like it's, it's not unbelievable that Tajiri would beat the Sandman no I mean Tajiri's been on a run Tajiri's former number one contender I mean there's every chance that you know you, you sit there and think you're going to win this so yeah. I think um, before we maybe do a quick rundown of the pay-per-view card, just jump in yep. quickly and see what your match of the week was, because I actually think you've got a few decent options this week. I have, I have. Um, um, and uh, I'm going to go with um, Impact Players versus Jado and Gato. Um, yeah. I, uh, there were a lot of, of interesting matches. There were a lot of fun matches. I thought Raven and Awesome versus Dreamer and Tanaka was probably better than it had any right to be. Um, uh, Tajiri and Sandman was fun. Um, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed um, the spectacle that was Impact Players versus Jado and Gedo. Um, so that is my match of the week. Uh, my, my, my disappointment of the week, I must say, um, was was well, Francine. Um, yeah. You know, I finally get what I've been calling for, and her being away from Tommy Dreamer, and I don't understand why if she's with Raven, she has to dress like Raven. <laughs> it almost done full circle, isn't it? That with um, Stevie and the flock, yeah. the nest, sorry. Um. Yes, that was that. Have you got the card there to run it down quickly? I do have the card, and it's far easier this week than we tried last week because we know the semi-finalists for the tournament. Um, so, in no particular order, um, we have the semi-finals for the TV uh, title uh, tournament. So we have uh, Super Crazy and Little Guido. We have Sandman and Rhino. And the winners of those will face off in the finals. Um, we have the Impact players versus Dreamer and Tanaka versus Raven and Mike Awesome. Uh, we have um, uh, Balls Mahoney versus Kinatari Kanemura, uh, as well as Nova and Chetty versus Jado and Gado, nice. um, which has all the makings of a ridiculous match. Yeah. Uh, we have. Um, uh, Vic Grimes and of the Baldies versus New Jack because no, they're no. still fighting. Yeah, that one's going to be rough. Um, we have um, the New Dangerous Lions versus Doring and Roadkill. No. We have Carino versus Dusty Rhodes in a bull rope match. And what must be the main event because it's the championship, we have Kid Cash versus Mike Awesome. For the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, perfect! I mean, despite not a lot being announced, it is it is actually a really stacked card. That given. It's a ten-match card. Yeah, no, it's um. I mean, it's a ten-match card with one, two, three, five wrestlers doing double duty. Yeah. Maybe a little less. Three wrestlers doing double duty. But um, 
Yeah, we're back next week. Really looking forward to that one. Um, at underscore sports during this week, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Tag us in your posts, tag us in your custom figures, t shirts, um, DVDs, VHSs, anything you can find. Sign pictures, we don't care. If it's ECW, hit us to tag in it. If it's Heritage 2016 card, tag us in it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see them all. Uh, we'll probably pop sign cup throughout the week. So you can throw your memories of um, living dangerously up there if you've got any. It'd be cool to read them out. If you've got any sort of thing you want to say about the show that you remember. And um, yeah, if Steve Freena wants to give us a quote, feel more than welcome to. I think that would be only fair. Um, and I and I don't know how much more I can use this line, bearing in mind that he has relinquished the belt. Good luck to any line that has to follow up to this. But for at least this week, just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show.